630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Well, the Montreal Canadiens are waiting for an opponent in their Stanley Cup semifinal series. They'll have to wait at least one more game. The Knights winning 3-2 last night in Colorado. So it's uh, one game away for the Knights to uh, advance to that Stanley Cup semifinal and face the Canadiens. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are waiting for an opponent. They could get one tonight, though. Yes, indeed. We got one Stanley Cup playoff game going on right now. It is the East Division Final from Nassau County Coliseum in Long Island. And the Islanders, if they win tonight, will clinch their 14th playoff series at the Coliseum in their franchise history. So far, so good. Travis Zajac with his first goal of the playoffs and the Islanders with the one nothing lead right now. The uh, Boston Bruins are going on the power play. Uh, just trying to find the old shots on goal here. Uh, let's see. It is 11. Looks like 11-7, I believe. I'm looking at my little, my little version of a television that I've set up here in my uh, office in the basement. Yeah, so it's been uh, pretty much a dominating period for the Islanders. So we'll see if the Bruins can um, strike back here on the power play. But if the uh, Islanders win, they advance and will face the Tampa Bay Lightning. A rematch of last year's Eastern Conference Final. This year, there are no conference finals. So uh, that's how it's working this year. Good evening. It's uh, Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins once again tonight on 630 Chet Inside Sports. Uh, glad to uh, have you aboard once again and to remind you of the number to interact with us and that number courtesy the certainteed hotline which is uh as my computer's running slow that's just great anyway come on now let's go here anyway certainteed hotline yes there we go finally thank you computer thank you so much for actually working uh professional grade building materials pro all the way certainty hotline 780-496-0063 that is the number to call that is the number to text so let's uh talk about a signing by the edmonton oilers this came out uh, about an hour and 10 minutes ago that the oilers have announced that forward devin shore signed a two-year extension with the team, an average annual value of $850 signed for the, uh, I believe he signed for the league minimum uh, last year, where he was on that professional tryout prior to uh, training camp in January. He made his Oilers debut January 14th in Vancouver, appeared in 38 regular season games, recorded five goals, four assists, nine points, and was a minus four, also dressed for a pair of playoff games, notching one assist. So uh, he's a two-way player, fifth among older forwards in shorthanded time on ice, 45 minutes and 11 seconds, and he had one of the two shorthanded goals. So, you know, a nice signing, I think. Uh, I think a low-risk signing, I think it's, uh, you know, it's it, you, like, you like the dollar value, $850,000. It's not going to impede Ken Holland going forward. And... I, I think Devin Shores, you know, you look at his, the, the metrics, yes. You know, he, I think um, when he played on the fourth line, kind of had a little bit of trouble with his line with his line as well. But still, he's someone who is a bulldog out there. Uh, he's someone that can dig for pucks. He's someone that is dangerous on the, on the penalty kill. He was pretty pretty decent actually i would say above average in the uh in the playoff series against the winnipeg jets you just don't want him on your second line 
you know, he had that breakaway in uh, in that triple overtime loss to the Jets in game four, which ultimately ended the Oilers season. Uh, and, you know, Rob Brown said it on overtime open line with Reed that, you know, Devin Shore in the breakaway, you probably don't want Devin Shore in that situation, but you want someone with a little more skill. But uh, he's got enough skill, I think, that he could play on the fourth line and enough grit and tenacity and he can kill penalties. He can play center, he can play wing. And one of those, uh, I'd say those meat and potato guys who uh, is fast and is gritty enough that uh, you need in postseason. So I think he's proved that. Just obviously played a little bit too high in the lineup uh, in the in the playoffs, especially in that overtime period. So, but you, you know, you you put him with uh, you know maybe Josh Archibald is another one I think about who's a just a, a young, small, smallish player, but is fast and is physical. And yes, he took the bad penalty in game three, but you know, you need those energy guys. And I think that's what Devin Shore is, is is a good energy player and um, his playoffs. I thought he created from from his position. I thought he created um, enough just, you know, has to finish, but Devin Shore isn't going to solve your scoring issues, but Devin Shore is going to help you uh, in your bottom six for sure. And be an energy fourth line player. So how many points does he get? And he got nine and 36 or 38, sorry. So if you prorate that to an 82-game season, if he was able to get 10 and 20, so 10 goals, 20 points, somewhere around there from your fourth line, I think we'd like that. I think that would be pretty acceptable. And the Boston Bruins have just scored to tie the game up. Looks like it's Brad Marchand, uh, who just has uh, scored, who's had a tremendous playoff. Speaking of secondary scoring, this is uh, the Bruins issue as well. But uh, their top line of uh, Marshawn, Bergeron, and Pasternak, they've, uh, they've played pretty well. Uh, the second line of Krejci Hall and uh, Craig Smith have uh, kind of struggled here. Uh, Hall has two points, including a goal. Smith has two points, including a goal. Krejci leads uh, that group with uh, five points, all even strength. He has two goals. But, uh, yeah, there's Brad Marchand just sitting, sitting on that left side, just – just hiding, laying in the weeds, and uh, zaps a one-timer on the power play, his seventh goal of the postseason. So the uh, Bruins have tied the game up with uh, just about two minutes left in the first period with the New York Islanders game six of their East final. Oh, and you know, one more point about Short. I think it's okay you get this deal done right away. You might as well get the deals you can get done now. And then get, and obviously they're still working on Reiners and Hopkins, and they'll probably be talking to the other unrestricted free agents as well, Darnell Nurse, Adam Larson, you know, see what Tyson Berry's thinking about, Mike Smith. Um, but you might as well get the ones you can get done right away and just get it out of the way here. So I think this is a good signing uh, for the Oilers. Now, the uh, Norris Trophy nominees were announced today. They did not include Darnell Nurse. And I don't know if I'm overly surprised about that, but Adam Fox of the New York Rangers playing his second NHL season, ranked among the top defensemen in assists, first with 42, uh, with assists, points second and 47, power play assists second with 21, and uh, seventh among all skaters in total time on ice as well. Victor Hedman, Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, he was uh, one of the leading defensemen in points, finished third with 45, tied for fifth in assists with 36 goals, uh, tied for seventh with nine. Uh, and you have Kale McCarr, who averaged the best point-per-game average out of all defensemen, one point per game. 
even though he missed 12 of Colorado's 56 contests. So that's about 21, I believe, what was the release here say? 21.4% of, of all. But uh, he was sixth among defense scoring with uh, eight goals, 36 assists, 44 points. So just want to pull up Bob Stoffer's tweets. Uh, he had a, a good uh, layout of Nurse's year. I, you know, I'm kind of wondering where Nurse ended up in the voting. Was he fourth? Was he fifth? Did he drop out of the top five? Uh, that's something we're not going to know until the awards are announced uh, next month. Just want to pull Bob's tweet up here about Nurse. So Darnell Nurse, here it is. Darnell Nurse not named a finalist for Norris Trophy today. Nonetheless, great season, emerging as the number one defenseman. Uh, defenseman goals, 16, second in the NHL. Even strength defensive goals, first with 15. Uh, second in even strength points from defensemen, 29. Time on ice, 538, fourth. And plus minus, he was fifth at plus 27. So didn't crack the, uh, the top three. And again, I wonder, I wonder where he ended up. That'll be very interesting. Tomorrow, newsflash, the Hart Trophy nominees will be announced. We know Connor McDavid will be among the nominees. I don't know if Leon Dreisaitl will be able to crack that uh, that top uh, three, but definitely Connor McDavid. They might as well just hand him the award, but they won't do that, obviously. So anyway, that, uh, we know that that's going to be a, a slam dunk. Already nominated for the uh, Ted Lindsay, which is uh, voted on by the NHL Players Association for the most outstanding player in the NHL. Well, they uh, clean out their lockers in Winnipeg today as uh, they lost in four straight after sweeping the Jets in four straight. And the big moment happened early in the series in that 5-3 loss in game one. Mark Scheifele suspended four games for his uh, vicious hit on Jake Evans of the Canadians, who was uh, swooping around the uh, net. It was an empty net, tucked it in, and uh, Scheifele blasted him, suspended four games. So he'll have to serve one game uh, next season, the first game of the season, uh, when the... Uh, when the uh, season all gets back going again and hopefully we're back to normal as well but Shifley not too thrilled about that suspension here's what he said today obviously I had you know my chance to speak um you know my piece you know in the in the in the hearing um you know I don't know how much was actually absorbed um by them you know it, it, it's it's a hard one I you know I, I think at the end of the day you just you just you you know, you regret the the outcome of it. You know, I said that over and over. You know, you never want to see a guy hurt, and I'm a guy that you know, um, you know that yeah, that respects this game and respects players. And um, you know, I never want to see a guy hurt, no matter what it is. Um, but at the end of the day, I was I was trying to negate a goal. Um, you know, I'm coming back on the back check to 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 prevent a goal and go back the other way. You know, I've played six on five my entire life. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm out there to score goals. I'm not out there to, to hit guys. I'm out there to, to try to prevent a goal and, and try to win the game. So I, I, you know, I would have loved, you know, an answer from them of what, of what would have been a better thing to do. Cause you know, you know, I replayed the thing over and over in my mind. And the only, the only real thing is if I gave up on my teammates, um, on that play and just didn't back check. So uh, you know, it's over and done with. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna continue to, to, to cry over it. But, um, 
it's 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 the decision they made i i i still believe it was excessive i still believe it wasn't you know they you know they knock me out of the series you know i don't even get a chance to play with my teammates and battle with my teammates in the series um you know for a guy with with a clean record so you know i, I yeah, i'm you know what i'm just gonna stop talking before i get fined or something like that so i'll just leave it as it is will he get fined i don't know Bruce Cassidy got fined 25 grand for basically backhanding the officials saying, good officials, but you're not calling it very well. Uh, so we'll see if Shifley gets further discipline. You got to think the four-game suspension's enough. But, uh, you know, I don't agree with the uh, assessment from, uh, from uh, Shifley about the hit. Now, four games, I don't know. Maybe that was a little bit excessive, but uh, I don't think the read uh, his read on the hit is... Uh, the accurate one and i think there's video evidence to prove that uh he meant to cause some harm on jake evans in a way that you know there's there's, there's a clean hit and then there's just hitting someone in a vulnerable vulnerable position and i think going over the line i think that's what shifley did it is one one bruins islanders end of the first period of play in uh, game six of their east division final back in a moment Campbell and for Reed Wilkins tonight, Friday. And then I give the reins back. Except I think the National Hockey League are pretty soon here because uh, we're going to start carrying the uh, Stanley Cup semifinal uh, when we know the schedules and day and start time. So once we know, you'll know. Of course, the current series have to finish. It's 1-1. Uh, Bruins Islanders into the second inter or the first intermission of play in Game 6 of the East Division Final. Uh, Zen says, I think when a player intentionally injures a fellow player, he should miss as many games as the player that he injured, plus whatever suspension is given. Uh, yeah, I don't think the, uh, I, I get the, uh, I get the context of the, and understand Zen why you would say that, but I don't think that's the proper punishment. I, I don't. Arms war. Darnell should have been given the spot by uh the rangers guy is in that's insane it, i guess it depends I, I i still think there's this and i'm saying this for myself too it's like what's the criteria for the norris trophy the it's the best i guess it's the best all-around defenseman in, in that case i'd probably say it's Edmund. um the best offensive year probably even though he missed 12 games was mccarr but, it, you know, Nurse's all-around game, and we know he struggles in the defensive end. He had a supercharged offensive year. So, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Uh, Shore was a hawk in game four. That uh, was Shelbs. And he says, in uh, my humble opinion, Dave, there wasn't good captaining for the whole Oilers team. Maybe you could explain that a little bit more, Shelbs. I'm not sure what you mean. There wasn't good. That's curious. All right. Keep you updated on the hockey games. We're going to be joined by Kelly Rudy in the next half hour. Nice to have you along on this 
wet, rainy Wednesday night here in the city of Edmonton, but glad you're along. 6.30 Chat Inside Sports, it's Campbell and for Wilkins. All right, 1-1 Bruins Islanders about to play the second period in uh, game number six of their East final winner advancing to face the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. The Islanders trying to do that. Boston trying to force a game number seven, which would be on Friday night back in Boston. NBA tonight, just one playoff game. It's the late game in Phoenix who lead the series one game to nothing in their second round Western Conference playoff series against the uh, Denver Nuggets against second round. And the Blue Jays in Chicago to play the White Sox top or bottom of the first inning it is the Sox out front by a score of one to nothing can call you can text in 780-496-0063 drew has called in kindly hey drew thanks for uh thanks for tuning in thanks for calling hey how's it going Reed? uh dave yeah, good it's dave this, uh, this oh, week dave sorry sorry man sorry no problem no problem Any, anyway so i just wanted to call say uh, about that texture that there was not enough uh, like a captaincy around yeah not enough that, captaining that, that captaining captaining oh. well that's the most vocal i've ever seen mcdavid on the bench in game four since he's been here that's just my mm-hmm. opinion. And game game three, he got pool party thrown off his line. Like I, I don't know what else he's supposed to do other than score eight goals in the playoffs, which is hard for a guy. Yeah, no, it's it's true. And you know, I mean, the you know, now we have to say, you know, truthfully, they, you know, he couldn't score. Drysaddle couldn't score enough. No one could score enough. But you know, this is a this is a group that has trouble with depth scoring. But when your primary scoring goes away, uh, that's tough. But I, I don't think that's the license to criticize McDavid for his play. Um, it, you know, th- this is a learning experience. He's only 24. And I don't know how many more times he's got to go through this. And I think for himself, he hopes not too many more times. And hopefully he's maybe over it next year. But it may not happen that way. And you're facing a who exactly. was excellent. Yeah. yeah, well, look at... He, he was uh, great. Yeah, well, exactly. It is what it is. But look how many people it takes till their 13th, 14th year to get there, right? I take, think take, uh, people look at Sidney Crosby and go, he won at 21, and why can't why can't other uh, young star players do that? Well, it's hard to do. It's hard to do. All right, Drew, thank you very much for the phone call. Appreciate it. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, uh, Zen has texted back and asking if I'm broadcasting from my mom's basement, Kellen. Uh, the correct answer would be, well, he's half right. It is a basement, but I think you own yes. a basement, so there you go. I own a basement, and it is uh, the basement where uh, I live with my wife and my uh, my my five-year-old son and my three-year-old daughter. You're, so, you're broadcasting from the newly christened Elks Den, I believe, the, the Dave Campbell that, Elks Den. That's right. Yes, I am. So I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm trying not to make it sound like a tin can in here. I do have, uh, I do have two uh, bath towels and hand towels up and a big blanket over my door. So I'm trying to make it sound 
uh, less echoey because it, before it did sound like an echo chamber. It, and it but, sounds way better than it did, like, say, last year when you, you first filled in during the pandemic and, and going back to, what was it, April, May of 2020. Uh, actually, everybody who has worked remote from here during the the pandemic uh their setups i have to say kudos to our engineering staff and kudos to to them themselves and setting it up and and just it sounds so much better than it did even six months ago everybody across the board it's, it's incredible so yeah no question because this is uh this is a big change for everybody uh especially for us that are working from home and not used to broadcasting from home but uh, our engineering staff has been excellent. So, oh, absolutely. Uh, to, uh, yeah, to Mike and to Sean and to Grant, like it's just been top notch for sure. So, yeah. Um, oh, by the way, um, my, you know how I like to rate how things are going upstairs by by the sound, right? How it sounds upstairs. Yeah. So it's a cumulative score of uh, how loud my kids are, as far as you know, their feet banging on the floor. Um, how loud they are, just, you know, whether they're happy or upset. And if I can hear my wife's voice, that's probably not a good thing. Uh, it's been a good week. So I, I, I would give it uh, a solid uh, four and a half out of five so far, the cumulative score of just how uh, peaceful it's been upstairs. So that, that's good. You know, I'm, that's I'm, good. I'm glad the kids yep. are the kids are giving their mom, uh, uh, you know, a, a good ride up there. And uh, hopefully we don't uh, see the floor, floor fall through because we still have uh, – two and a half shows left to go here buddy so but mm -hmm. it's been yeah it's been fun uh nice to hear from vic uh coach vic miss you buddy uh he says holy cow dave you're hosting this show for the elks and uh, elks football just looking forward again on monday conference call with the cfl board of governors to uh approve a 2021 season and likely august 5th will be the start date because that has to come together along with the vote and if that is all approved we'll get a schedule very very soon so very exciting well we speak to him every week always nice to have the chance to talk to uh, kelly rudy and it's powered by sentinel storage shop canadian store canadian try four weeks free visit sentinelstorage.ca uh kelly nice to have you back on the show how you doing i'm doing well dave and yourself uh, I'm doing great. Uh, a big week for you. Uh, you are you are now double vax, which is really good. Yes, yes, indeed. I'm uh, proud to say that I got my uh, second shot earlier this week, and I'm, you know, I'm just uh, really, really thankful that uh, I was able to get it so quickly. And now, at my age, uh, hopefully, uh, I'm in a good position moving forward. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, so good for you. Right on. We know the Kings of the North now. It's the Montreal. Canadians? What? And then the Oilers fans. <laughs> Oilers fans are going. Wait a minute. We got swept by the Winnipeg Jets, who got swept by the Montreal or by the uh, yeah, who got swept by the Montreal yeah. Canadians. A lot of Oilers fans scratching their heads. But as far as you're concerned, um, how are we at this point where the Canadians have won seven straight games and are now in the North or in the uh, Stanley Cup semifinal? I think a little bit has to do with uh, how injured the Montreal Canadiens were down the stretch, right? They're without Carey Price, they're without Weber, they're without Gallagher. Um, and, I, they, you know, Jake Allen did a really good job of uh, holding them afloat, so to speak, and getting them into a position where they, uh, they made the playoffs barely, but nonetheless, they were able to make it in. And I think to a certain degree, they're kind of 
like battle tested too, right? Like the last stretch for them was really, really difficult. They had a lot of games uh, because of their COVID situation earlier in the season. And so uh, it was a team that uh, I think we were wondering, uh, will they will they launch sort of to a different level once they get everybody back and once they sort of get to some games under their belt? And, and, you know, you don't like to do it in the first round of playoffs trying to find your team. But we have seen it in the past where teams have sort of limped into the playoffs and then just sort of uh, vaulted themselves to an entirely different level. And uh, so I look at them. I, I think it was in around... February, when I thought of them, I, I thought Toronto was by far the best team in the Scotia North Division. Mm -hmm. But I thought Montreal might be a dangerous team in the playoffs simply because of the way that they're built. Yeah, and the way that they play and the way that playoff hockey is kind of structured and the way, I and mean, we talk about officiating, how officiating is a lot different. They seem to be able to muck up the game, grind the game to, uh, you know, yep. play that grinding front of the net style. I mean, I can't believe how overwhelming the Canadians were against the Jets, even though you had scores of 5-3, 1-0, 5-1, in overtime. But the Canadians just seemed to find the front of the net at will. Yeah, and you need unlikely heroes, right? So I'm going to call it the stall line. I won't say the fourth line because, uh, you know, you put that line anywhere in anybody's lineup and they're going to produce for you, uh, at least the way they're playing right now. So stall, Armia, and Corey Perry, and they just get the job done. It's old school hockey, right? They get the puck. They're not the fastest guys. Army is a little bit quicker than Stahl and uh, Perry, but they just get pucks in deep and they cycle and they uh, they work off each other, right? They're so well connected. I showed a clip last pregame show uh, from uh, game three, I believe, where Armia, he was the high guy and he just read off them. And then when he understood that Stahl and Perry were going to attack the net, that, that's when he drove to the front of the net. He took uh, the defenseman Ben with him and then uh, Perry was able to come out from behind the net and uh, and and find a, uh, a goal for him early in the game. And so, you know, you get those sort of guys working together and then you get to the Suzuki line that's extremely high skilled and it all seems to come together. We're joined by Kelly Rudy, the analyst for NHL on Rogers, our weekly visit with him on 630 Chad Inside Sports. Winnipeg Jets losing Shifley for the series. I don't know what you felt about the four-game suspension. He's going to have to serve one game uh, next season. Uh, obviously, it had an effect, but first off, what do you think of the suspension and, and the, the ripple effect of not having him in the lineup? Well, I thought the suspension was warranted. I didn't know... Uh, the night that the hit occurred, I said it should be a one-game suspension. But the next day I woke up after thinking about it and watching it a number of times, I thought it would be more than that. I can live with four. Um, I think that those sorts of hits are not part of the game anymore. And uh, it's just an entirely different league than what it was, say, maybe 10 years ago. So you have to accept that and move forward. Um, uh, you know, that, that's a costly loss, right? And then when you have Stastny that's not feeling... 100% uh, not even close. Those are two big losses, and I know Stastny tried to gut it out, but uh, when you have, down the middle especially, a loss like Shifley, that's hard to recover. Now, you can maybe do it short-term. Now, they didn't, but I have seen it in the past. In fact, uh, Dave, I think I may have shared this with your listeners before. The Easter epic, the game that sort of put me on the hockey map back in 1987, mm -hmm. we were without Mike Bossy, 
Dennis Potvin and Brent Sutter in game seven of that series. So you can do it, but, you know, it's not something that's going to happen all the time. Yeah, no question about it. And for the Canadians, they better hope that the Pacific Division final goes seven because there's this weird stat out there. I think the last 11 series, when you have a team that swept their way to the next round and faced a team that won their series in seven, they haven't won. The last team that did that was the Dallas Stars in 1999. Now, I don't know why that happens, but it's uh, right. You would think the rest versus rust. You would think rest would trump uh, or, you know, the the, the rest would kind of kick in. But yep. It doesn't work that way. You look at the Canadians. They didn't even look any worse for wear, even though they had to play a team that was sitting for nine days. Yeah, I, I don't know what the. I can't make sense of that either because, uh, you know, when Scotty Bowman was uh, around coaching and uh, winning all those Stanley Cups, his theory was let's get through it as quickly as possible. Yeah. Let's get our rest. And that just doesn't seem to be the case anymore, at least recently. Uh, I still think that uh, I wouldn't mind a few days off uh, and, and try and get healthier because, you know, everybody's dinged up at some point and uh, to varying degrees. But uh, I, I know I've heard that stat, and I'm still trying to figure that out because it, it, I, I know today's current player, they're all about reps and let's just play, 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 because that's what they're conditioned for. But nonetheless, it, it just doesn't really make sense. Kelly Rudy joining us, analyst for NHL and Rogers here on 630 Chet Inside Sports. Okay, I'm going to use an old Rod Phillips line. Uh, he used to okay. say, the period, or the siren mercifully sounds, so I'm going to work that in and say the North Division mercifully ends. Um, you know, it was so hyped up. We were really excited. I mean, we had to play it this way because of the border restrictions. And it's like, th th this is great. You get to see Toronto nine times, the Canadians yeah. nine times. You know, we, we know how it was. It was just a constant cycle of, of, of Canadian teams. It just didn't seem like it just lived up to the hype. There was a lack of playoff races, even though we saw some really exciting moments. I think there's a, a desire now, okay, we can get back to normal next season. Oh, yeah, there's no question. I, I did like the uh, Scotia North uh, division this year. I, I, you know, I covered it as a Flames analyst and for Hockey Night in Canada. I did enjoy it. It was just so unique. And, uh, you know, for me, uh, growing up in Edmonton and, uh, you know, kind of just being so proud of my Canadian roots and so on. I really enjoyed it, but I am ready to go back to a regular NHL season, no question. So I wasn't going to talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning, but I just want to make one point. Braden Point, 31 games, last 31 playoff games, he has 21 goals and 42 points. That wow. is nuts, right? Like, yeah. he is he is some incredible uh, hockey player. The more you watch him, and for him, it's not about just points, right? Like, he is great defensively. He is, uh, you know, you think of Tampa, you think of Kucherov and Hedman and uh, Vasilevsky uh, and, you know, the superstars that they are, but he is definitely in that category and might be leading the charge. All right. Kelly, uh, pleasure to talk to you again. I know we don't talk very often, but when we do, I always enjoy it. Uh, we, we're into hockey games next week, so I'm not sure when we'll have you on next. But when you uh, speak on this air on these airways, you'll be having uh, Reed Wilkins. The dream team you is back together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. My pleasure. Take care. All right. That's NHL on Rogers analyst uh, uh, Kelly Rudy in his weekly 
Appearance on this show is powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. Now 2-1 Islanders off the uh, stick of Brock Nelson, who, uh, let me get the uh, the goal number for you, for your pulleys out there. Yeah, that is his fifth goal of the season. So the Islanders up 2-1 on the Boston Bruins second period a win, and they will advance to the Stanley Cup semifinal to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oilers today announcing that forward Devin Shore signing a two-year extension with an average annual value of $850,000. I don't think this is a terrible deal, and um, the reaction is uh, decidedly negative (laughs) towards this move, even though it's only $850,000. You know, we don't know how this team is going to look. I mean, what's the date today? It's June 9th. Free agency is July 28th. Will moves be made before then, perhaps, for th- some players? But let's talk about how this team will look beyond uh, July the 28th. I mean, Devin Shore is likely going to have to compete for a spot. There's no question. There's no guarantees here. Um, did he have trouble five on five? Yes. He gives you some good depth in your bottom six, especially on your fourth line. He can kill penalties. He's versatile. And if he's not playing up higher in the lineup, I don't see what's wrong with this deal. But I will say that it depends on what's around him as well and and who's going to be the fourth line center, who's going to be, you know, because he can play wing, right? let's, Let's remember that. He can play wing. He doesn't have to play center. But this doesn't mean he's going to be an everyday player. He wasn't an everyday player this year. It's just when he's in the lineup, you get a little bit of a, a junkyard dog mentality from him. So, I mean, I don't mind it. And it's $850,000. I mean, again, and Rita said this many times, you, the perfect player does not exist, okay? But you need players that can be serviceable enough that you can put in your lineup, you can trust. And I think Devin Shore is one of those players. And again, I don't know if he's an everyday NHLer. But uh, when he did play, yeah, I had his issues five on five, but overall I thought he played uh, fairly well. Uh, you can text in 780-496-0063. I had a question here about Taylor Hall, basically saying uh, only hasn't scored in the series. Will that affect his, like his value? Um, he does have one goal and two points in the series. Yeah, I don't know. It's... Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, he's played pretty well for the Bruins. You know, I, there's other players not scoring as well, but definitely he's one that the Bruins would like to have scoring. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I don't know if the Tyson Berry deal is there anymore. I, maybe he's, his value has gone up, but, yeah, that's something to watch as well. Uh, looking forward to the next hour as well. Going to head to the Ranch Golf and Country Club with Murray McCourt. And I cannot wait to talk to Kwaku Boateng of your Edmonton Elks to watch him rush quarterbacks again this year in 2021. That is in our number two. My name's Dave Campbell. And for Reed Wilkins, 
Thanks for joining us tonight. Talk to you in hour number two in a few moments. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.